Round one. Fight. Heroes never die. I'm Commander Shepard, and this is my favorite store on the Citadel. <laughs> I used to be an adventurer like you. Then I took an arrow in the knee. Power, sex, sex, power. They both come down to one thing. Hungry Gamers. Hello, 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 and welcome everyone to the 327th episode of the Hungry Gamers podcast. We are powered by 8bit.net and those sexy legends over at Audio Technica. Go upgrade your audio game today over at audiotechnica.com. I am your extremely humble host, Brendan White. You can find me just about everywhere at Brendan8bit. And joining me as is tradition, my podcast, Right I Die, the babality to my friendship. You can find her on them socials at Miss Ellie Hart. Miss Ellie Hart, how the bloody hell are you? I'm now, I was just like sitting there processing. I'm like, it's okay. And the other one's fatality. Is it, what was the animal one? Um, animality. It was animality. Like it said it in my yeah. head and I'm like, that's not right. That doesn't sound right. But no, well, I guess it was. Yeah. And we had, uh, yeah, brutalities, babalities, animalities, friendships, and fatalities. I think are the five, if my maths counting worked just now. So there, there is many a way to to uh, humiliate or destroy your opponent in the the fantastic franchise known as Mortal Kombat. But we're here. You're uh you've been through a few rounds. You're uh, a bit uh, walking wounded today. Yeah, the the old age it catches up on you. I I have <laughs> I have neck pain which uh, migrated to uh, a massive headache. So we're we're running it. I was going to say half, but let's let's be honest here. We probably got like <laughs> one quarter. <laughs> That's that's good for us too, listeners. Yeah. But uh, your listeners, just just keep it down a little bit. We don't yeah. want to uh, yeah trigger trigger that headache and neck pain a little bit more than we need to here for Miss Ali Hart. But uh, we're here, it. we're committed. We're here to uh, give you the best and latest and greatest in the video game and culture universe. And I guess mm. we can start things off as we always do and talk about what we've been up to the last seven days. Miss Hart, did you want to lead us off? Let us know what you've been up to. Uh, yeah, unfortunately not much. I've obviously just been dabbling in the Fortnite, uh, Fortnite Star Wars stuff. I still actually haven't completed. I haven't got my Darth Maul yet, uh, which is sad to report back. Um, I was actually having a lot of issues with the quests. Um I don't know if I wasn't being gun-ho enough using the force or attacking people with uh, blasters and whatnot. I guess, I guess sometimes when you are doing, when you're playing, you kind of want to hit that balance between like, I need to complete quests and I just want to fuck around. Yeah. I just want to mess mm-hmm. around, you know? So I have yet to get my Darth Maul. So I should probably work on that soon. Cause I think the event finishes soon. Yeah, you'd have a couple of days left. Oh boy. I, uh, I, I got the notification pop up during a match on Thursday, Thursday night sounds about right to me. Yeah, Thursday night mm-hmm. got the uh, got the quest line done. Got Darth Maul pop up, so I have uh, got enough galactic credits to to finish that Star Wars battle pass, and I'm sort of just wiping my hands clean now, just breathing for a minute and waiting to jump into ranked mode for no build, which has appeared. <laughs> but it's only duos at the moment, which you know it's fine, and the other trios, squads, solos will pop up eventually, but only having a two-piece for ranked right now is a bit annoying. Apparently not trios. They took away trios. Yeah, well, yeah, trios is vaulted in unranked as well, right? Yeah. It's, it's gone they got, everywhere. They got rid of it everywhere, which is really not nice. Like, No. 
Like sometimes you just you only have three mates on, and it's like then mm. what's your conundrum? Everyone says, well, then go into fours and just do either no fill or fill. And it's like it's different though, you know. Like if you do fill, then you have that random person kind of messing around. You're still three against four, or you do no fill and you're three against four. Like when mm. it comes to combat, so yeah, it's a choice. It's a bit frustrating, and you know, epic epic is far smarter than I, so there's probably some method to that madness, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the sooner that trios come back and the sooner that uh, squad-based ranked options are available for no build, the better because uh, I'm hankering to see what kind of pathetic ranking they give me after my uh, my pre-qualifying matches to sort of see where I fit in the uh, the no build hierarchy. But yeah, it's it's been fun, been really vibing Fortnite. We both have like it's it's become a bit of comfort food for us both. And uh, really yeah, having has. having Maul, knowing that I've got that skin there. Shall I ever choose to to don the uh, the Darth Maul attire and run around? Is great, <laughs> but uh, yeah, we got we got more changes on the way in the next uh, week or so with Fortnite because we've got the the Spider Man Two collab popping up, and we have got Miles Morales coming in there. And then the crazy part is we're going to have the blade still available for traversal. The ODM gear still there, and the Spider Man gauntlet. So people are going to be flying around everywhere. I it's going to be it. near impossible to kill anybody. <laughs> like everyone's just like you get into combat with someone and then you're almost got them down next thing you know they're like we're out and i was like gosh darn it now i gotta chase i do you. like that you can break the odm like if they're flying and traversing with the odm gear and you shoot them once that knocks them to the ground but Is sadly you can't do that with the blade yeah yeah if you shoot them while they're like zipping around it, it breaks their their linkage and they hit the ground but then they've got it they can then fly again but it gives you a second or so to to try and clap them I should pay attention to that a little bit more. Hmm. Hmm. Learn something. Yeah, but it's fun. Hmm. It's good fun. And uh, looking forward to this uh, Spider-Man collab in conjunction with the movie coming out next month. So hmm. uh, it'll, be, it'll be a good time. Hopefully you uh, manage to get that Darth Maul skin uh, sorted out before they uh, vault that and close that battle pass off. I mean, I, I, either way I'm getting it. I either beat, <laughs> beat the quests or I have to, I have to do the... <laughs> drop them V-Bucks. Yeah. <laughs> the unmentionable. Yeah. Yeah. Any, anything else you want to share of note from this week, Miss Hutt? Apart from being like an old person going to a gig, shout out to seeing Thrice, celebrating a 20th year anniversary of an album and just feeling old. But it was a great show. Um, Love being able to go and see musical performances again and just it's such a good vibe just going to shows and just like the the close knit shows you know i'm not big big fan of like festivals or anything like that i like those kind mm-hmm. of small venues kind of kind of gigs so uh, a little bit brilliant. more intimate that way yeah, exactly i've always i've always enjoyed them way way more so yeah so go, go out there support your local music artists or the big ones as well Strice is coming to australia for those who might have been interested so yeah Back end of August, early September, Thrice yeah. are going to be in town playing the artist in the ambulance front to back. So any any Melburnians, there's two shows, one sold out. I'm going to try and get my hands on a ticket to the the show, and I think it was the 31st of August at uh, in Northcote, so not too far from me. Ooh. So I'm uh, going to pick that up and go bop along to to the artist in the ambulance, which I think is Thrice's best album. So I'm looking forward to hearing that front to back. Yeah. They still sound good, which is awesome. Which, which I'm very happy to hear yeah. as well. So, uh, yeah, go support live music. Go support live artists, creators of all types of content because, uh, you know, you supporting them with your time and your money means that they will continue to do what they do and then be able to tool and do cool things like this. Exactly. 
Speaking of cool things, I've been uh, been playing a very nice, cool, calm, casual, relaxation type of vibe this week from my gaming, apart from a bit of Fortnite, which we've already spoken of. I jumped in and played my way through Coffee Talk Episode 2, oh. which is titled Hibiscus and Butterfly, and it is the follow-up to uh, the original Coffee Talk done by Toge Productions, and I've been playing this on Xbox Game Pass, so thankfully the Game Pass subscription service included this fantastic little ditty at no cost or part of your subscription cost if you want to get technical with it, <laughs> but um, this has just been a great chilled out relaxing cruisy time for me like it's 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 very like it, it's got a lo-fi soundtrack in the background so anyone that's listened to lo-fi once or twice know it's just you know it's just just cruise you're just chilling you're just vibing mm-hmm. and that's what this game is you're a barista that uh owns slash manages slash whatever this coffee shop called coffee talk and you get a whole heap of random people coming in every night and so this has played out over i think it's roughly about a fortnight so so you're you're in the role of this barista you can name them whatever you like and you you take you take up the role of this barista and you get a whole host of characters coming in night after night and they'll sort of shuffle the deck you don't get the same characters every night you'll have interactions with other characters and all these little connective stories between the, the characters start to appear and it's not just generic white guy there's there's fictitious characters you're meeting mythological creatures and and people from space and and all these oddities and unique unique sort of people and and creatures from all walks of life and it's super cute it's super cruisy i like that there's some realness to it as far as the the discussions and the conversations you have with these characters as you're playing like they're they're pouring their heart out to you as far as where their life's at high points low points uh good and bad and the otherwise so you're sort of acting a little bit almost like a psychiatrist in a way where you're hearing their problems and you're trying to make it better Mm. through the way of tasty beverages so there's there's your visual novel aspect but then also you're brewing you're brewing tasty beverages at the same time so once the small talk and and they give you their life lessons and whatever else that's out of the out of the way they're like you know now now i feel like a drink and then so it's like you know what what are you craving miss space woman and she'll be like oh i want something want something sweet but warm and vibrant so then you've got an assortment of ingredients and you need to then cherry pick those ingredients to sort of make a drink that would uh you know make the space woman very happy and Mm. then they'll have a sip of it and if you've nailed it it'll be like yeah well done this is exactly what i'm looking for otherwise they'll be like you know what this isn't kind of what i wanted here barista this is way off the mark so the, the, the drinks you make then shape the story and how they play out later on. So so if you leave them feeling good, it's going to continue to be positive. But if it, you, you're missing the mark and making shit drinks the whole time, the story and, and the, the respective narrative threads for these characters could play out differently, good or bad. Mm. So there's kind of a cool little butterfly effect going on here with, with the drinks you make. And the art style is super simple. It's, it's a very traditional pixel style art style. Uh, the the environment doesn't really change. You're pretty much just you know behind the behind the um the counter at the coffee shop, and you've got your, your customers coming in, and the introductions and the discussions happen. You make your drink, so it's a really simple formula as far as that gameplay loop. But it's just been fun just to sort of chew on a few hours of this a few times like this week over a few nights where I'm just like you know I don't really want to play anything too labor intensive. You're really only just p- pressing a few buttons. 
you don't like you can have something on in the background if you want because you just got this lo-fi beat there's no uh voiced characters it's all just text to screen but it's super fun it's it's very unique the the assortment of characters you meet are very diverse and great in all their own ways so it's kind of cool that there is some some unpredictability with the characters and then just the the connective threads that happen between the characters when they meet mm-hmm. at the coffee shop some people like others and others don't or you know someone develops a crush on this person like hey can you can you like cuz I'll leave you with items or you might find items after they've left so you can choose to then give it back to the owner or they might say hey can you give this to this character because I want to talk to them later and befriend them or take them on a date or whatever so there's some little fun mechanics they add in on the back but the drink making is great, but it can be stressful because it's very sort of like very broad stroke descriptions where they're like, I want something sweet and vibrant with this note. And you might only have like 10 ingredients and you've got <laughs> three things you can combine to make the drink. And then depending on the order in which you combine the elements, it'll make the drink different oh. again. And like if you make it before you serve it, you've got five options every day to sort of trash the drink. So you could make it and go, you know what? That doesn't look or feel the vibe and I've been that and go again. So you've mm-hmm. got a few do-overs each night. I, I don't know what happens after the five if you failed them and then that's it and, I don't know, the credits roll and it's game over. But, yeah, it's it's super fun. Making any milk-based drinks as well, you can actually do, like, the milk froth art. Mm. So you, you can sort of pour the milk in and you can rotate the, the cup that the milk's in and, like, draw things. And so you can get really, really fancy as far as uh, the, the drink that you're providing the customers, my milk art sucks. I was going to say, is, to is it fancy or offensive? Like it's 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 pretty offensive. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty offensive. Like there's been a few penises not intentionally drawn on the co- tops of the coffee cup because of just the way it's rotating. I'm still learning the buttons to this make, make a, a smooth milk pour. <laughs> a flower penis. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, they don't judge this. Like I think as long as you just you could just press the the milk art and just like a. And mm-hmm. they'll be like, whoa, that's amazing. Like they don't sort of go, oh, that's a dick on my coffee there, mister. Like, what are you doing? But it's super fun. It's really cruisy. It's no drama. It's wholesome. It's it's just like a very real, simple game, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like it's it's relatable and it's just wholesome escapism. And it's just been fun this week to to work through episode episode two, Hibiscus and Butterfly. I really enjoyed playing Coffee Talk a few years ago. And this sequel or follow-up to the episode one is really fun and it's just just a good time. And it's on Game Pass. So if you've got Game Pass, you're looking for something that's just cruisy, that's casual, maybe you're a bit of a coffee fiend or maybe you want to get into that uh, that world of bristering, this could be a nice little uh, gateway drug to the world of uh, coffee and tea making. Yeah. I mean, cozy games, I think, are very essential to everyone's kind of catalogue of video games. So it's always nice to hear about new ones. We're actually, I feel like we're in a a very good spot where cozy games are definitely being produced more and pushed forward more. And then we obviously have Game Pass that's pushing these indie titles to us as well. So Mm -hmm. it's nice to throw Coffee Talk Episode 2 in there. Yeah, definitely. And it's it's reviewed pretty well. Like the Metacritic scores vary from... 76 to 82 depending on the platform and and it's on xbox on playstation on pc it's on switch so depending on how you consume your games you can play it on just about any platform and it'd be perfect for like a switch based or a handheld based device that's for sure because it's you know it's like you said it's cozy it's comfortable you can just sit there and zone out so so playing a bit of coffee talk episode two on your switch in bed or something you know that's that's a good way to end the night Mm. i think but yeah it's 
Super cute, super fun. The cast of characters you meet, there is some returning characters from episode one mm-hmm. and, and that con- continuity happens too where they're like, hey, I remember, I haven't seen you in a while, but like what's been happening with this? So there is some breadcrumbs there and references to the first episode that if you haven't played it, it might get say. lost, but it's not to the point where you're like, I have no idea what's going on. It's okay. very much like... Last time I saw you, you were in a bit of a, you know, in a bad spot. What's the latest sort of thing? So it sort of brings you up to speed really quick. But if you played episode one, jumping in episode two, you'll see some characters like, oh, I remember that character. What's happened since then? So Mm. it's kind of cool. But yeah, you you meet all kinds of unique characters and creatures uh, during your time at uh, at the Coffee Talk Cafe because it's uh, just a good part of the world. It's always raining though. Always raining. It's eternally wet in this land, but maybe it's in Melbourne. I don't know. No, Seattle. Um, no, that's actually good because, like, I, I that's the epitome of coziness for me is rain, lo-fi music, and just and guess coffee too. That's perfect. And it is in it is in. I don't know if you just pulled that from the the deluge of the back of your mind, but the game is actually set in Seattle, so you nailed it. So oh, yeah, <laughs> nice. I'm like that's a deep that's a deep pull if you just sort of threw that out there, but yeah, it's a it's a good time. It's a good time. I've really enjoyed it. It's been a nice change of pace, especially in direct comparison to playing like sweaty Fortnite. Lobby's oh, yeah. gone from that to this. It was going from fifth gear to first gear, and it was just a good old time. So yeah, Toge Productions, Indonesian studio, uh, nailing it with this sort of visual novel type of vibe, and it just checks all the boxes I was looking forward to. And, uh, yeah, Coffee Talk Episode 2, Hibiscus, uh, Hibiscus and Butterfly. Give it a peek, especially if you're on Xbox Game Pass. Mm-hmm. All right, quick bit of housekeeping. Obviously, if you wanted to check out all our content, you can do so over at videogamesandculture.com. And if you wanted to win some content from us, you can do so by adding a forward slash win on the back end of videogamesandculture.com, giving away some Audio-Technica headphones, as well as some AT swag and 8-bit merch as well. The winner will be announced in about 10 days' time of recording here. So it's going to be announced around June 1st. So uh, get those entries in while you can. If you want to get some merchandise, you can do so over at shop8bit.net. Net. Be sure to check out all our other podcasts through that website or just through your podcast player of choice. And while you're there, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe because those ratings and reviews help keep the emotional lights on in our hearts, helps keep us tracking, helps keep us relevant. And uh, if you wanted to get yourself some upgraded Japanese-style snacks, you can do so over at japancrate.com. Be sure to use code 8BIT15 at checkout for discount as well as free shipping anywhere in the world and you can get an assortment of snacks and knickknacks delivered to your door every month via those subscription services but miss hart let's jump into this this week's news headlines and the first bit of news sony has announced that an hour-long playstation showcase will take place this coming week on may the 24th focusing on games coming to the playstation 5 and psvr 2 and will run for around 60 minutes Though it remains vague about what fans can expect, Sony does promise to showcase games in development from, in quotes, top studios around the world and offer a glimpse at several new creations from PlayStation Studios alongside third-party and indie partners as well. This one came out of nowhere, popped up in the last 24 hours. There has been much hype off this announcement as far as what will be showcased, what won't be showcased, what are the things that we're going to be seeing here. What are you like? We didn't really talk about throwing throwing a prediction out there, but what do you think we're going to see on the twenty fourth slash twenty fifth of May here for us in Australia? I don't know because, like, I, I was trying to think in the back, like, what 
things are we still anticipating from them and then like what would they show exclusively that maybe Xbox wouldn't or that they would actually feel more inclined to so a lot of like I just kept on thinking of uh, like 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 all the like spooky stuff like um, all the new content that we were expecting uh, with like Silent Hill I'm trying to remember what the flat what yes. that flower one was called is that a the, I can't remember what it was called. It had a very, very particular name. But like, in regards to any other things, everyone's been speculating. Like, what they're going to get. A lot of people are talking about any kind of Metal Gear content. I think a lot of hearts are on the line for that one. So it'd be good though. I know a lot of people have been waiting for something to come out of uh, the Metal Gear universe. So I hope they get something, even if it's like a remastered or a re-release or something like that. So. We're due for another remaster. It's about that time that we get a big remaster from a few decades ago. So maybe we get a Metal Gear Solid from the PlayStation remaster announced, or maybe it's one and two combined in some type of overpriced package. But uh, yeah, there's on on sort of the temperature check on on some of the tweets and stuff we've sent out. There's a lot of uh, hype that people want to get updates or announcements for The Last of Us Factions. So uh, news reveals just about anything because it was announced initially on the back of The Last of Us Part 2, and then it's been crickets ever since. Obviously, they've talked about that the game has since been broken away into its own thing. But as far as when that is coming, who knows? Uh, outside of that, uh, there was also some hope to get a maybe a Splinter Cell remake could get shown some love. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming we're going to see some gameplay from Mortal Kombat 1. But yeah, it's been a lot of Last of Us discussion, hoping to see something from Wolverine, uh, also Metal Gear Solid, and then... Um, yeah, we're going to get a bit of PSVR love, so I'm curious to see what new games are going to be making its way to virtual reality as well. Do you reckon we're going to hear anything about TV series? Hmm, probably not. Maybe. No, nah, it's probably too soon, maybe. right? Oh, I don't know. yeah, and I guess with the writer's strike, it might oh, be Oh, yeah, a little insensitive, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, so maybe they'll just park park that. But, yeah, like obviously we've got God of War series on the way, we've got Horizon mm. on the way, we've got a second season of Last of Us on the way, but that has had... The, uh, the pause button pressed on that too due to the writer strike and rightfully so but uh, yeah it's going to be curious to know because 60 minutes you can showcase a lot of stuff mm, true. I'm assuming we're going to get a big uh, a big taste of Final Fantasy with oh, with yeah. uh, 16 coming out next month and then uh, the, the next chapter or iteration um, of Final Fantasy 7 might get a bit of love in there too so We'll see. We'll see. But I'm excited. Sadly, the the time zone means we've got to get up very early here in Australia to check this live. But uh, it sounds like this one, even though it's given us not much as far as details and specifics, it sounds like this next showcase could have a couple of big announcements to maybe get that hype machine moving leading up to the Summer Game Fest uh, sort of murderer's row as far as showcases. I was going to say, they wouldn't drop too much because like, as much as they would love to have their own kind of uh, single showcase to talk about their own big pro- like uh, products so it isn't in the swirl of others, but they wouldn't, you know... They wouldn't release all the big dogs before Summer Games first, would they? That's that's the time. Mm, I don't know. Maybe, maybe at least this this allows them to get out in front of everything else. So, so maybe they do just come out and just flex and just go boom, 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 and then leave everyone else in their dust. As, as Sony has done sometimes at E three and the various other events. So so we'll see. We'll see. I'm very curious to see what happens. But uh, yeah, we don't have to wait long at all. Like. Four and a half days or so, give or take, at time of recording when this is going to be dropping. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, in episode 328, we'll have some news to unpack. That's for sure. Mm. More Sony-related content here. Sony has provided more information about its, ac- uh, about its accessibility controller for the PlayStation 5, now officially named Access. 
The controller, previously known as Project Leonardo, offers various customization options to cater to individual needs and preferences. It includes swappable button and stick caps of different sizes and shapes, allowing players to create their own desired layout. The controller can be used on a flat surface in a 360-degree orientation or mounted on an amps or tripod. The distance between the stick and buttons is also adjustable. The Access UI enables users to personalize their settings, setting up preferred orientation and create personal control profiles. It is also possible to use up to two Access controllers alongside a DualSense wireless controller as a single unit. Sony collaborated with accessibility experts and organizations like Able Gamers, Special Effect and Stack Up during the development process and Access was initially revealed at CES in January of 2023. So this is cool. Project Leonardo has become the PlayStation Access controller. It sounds like it's going to add a lot more functionality and freedom and control to uh, less abled gamers, which I am all for. You know, accessibility should be a standard in everything we do. And, you know, gaming is for everybody. And having controllers like this in a portfolio allows gaming to be so much more viable for, for people of all walks of life. So I love this and uh, I'm happy to uh, to see that they've really taken the time to, to make something that's going to add some real value to a gamer's life. Yeah, and even just the versatility and not only the product, but also having a UI that they're able to customize and have settings set to their preferences or what works with them is also a fantastic addition to see, um, not only with hardware. So... Uh, Working with all the organizations, obviously Able Gamers is the one that uh, we we do hear a lot about and um, just giving access to gaming for everybody uh, is always a highlight and I just hope that every time consoles and um, and companies as they move forward just continually um, set, the t- set the bar of like the expectations of making games accessible to everyone. So uh, nothing but progress, which is always great to see. 100%, yeah. So yeah, kudos to Sony for for investing a lot of time and money in making the access controller. And it looks like it's going to be a very positive uh, addition to their portfolio and, and allow more gamers to experience the greatness that is PlayStation. So uh, well done. Uh, the next bit of news, Epic has announced it has launched a rewards program for its PC storefront, uh, storefront called Epic Rewards. Users can earn 5% back in rewards for every eligible purchase they make on the Epic's game store, and that was starting from yesterday, so it is live right now. All Epic Games account holders are automatically enrolled into the program when they make a purchase. Any games, applications, DLC, and virtual currency, including V-Bucks, will count towards the 5% Epic rewards. Reward points can then be combined with other discounts and coupons, but be aware they will eventually expire. And that uh, expiry date is about 25 months from when they are assigned to your account. So you've still got two and a bit years to use your reward points there. Mm. But uh, this is great. Obviously, be sure to use code 8-bit at uh, checkout on the Epic Storefront there. But now any purchase you make through that Epic Game Store is going to earn you 5% cash back or reward cash back. And uh, it's good. And anytime a, a big studio, big publisher, big developer can give cash back to or or reward their loyal patrons, the better. And uh, I think this is a good move. Very, very pro-consumer move from Epic there. Unlike vaulting trios. (laughs) I'm very curious to see what the 5%, like what the rewards can actually go to. Because it is listed here is that it can go to eligible purchases. So I'm assuming that they will only allow these rewards to be used on certain games, I'm assuming. Because 
like my brain goes like how many times do I actually purchase something from the Epic store? And it's like, yeah, there's been a game, maybe a game or two. Um, but there's the V-Bucks at the moment. That's still where a lot of money goes. Um, but I doubt that the rewards will go towards V-Bucks. I doubt they'll let you um, use those rewards so for V-Bucks. So exactly. That's the way that my brain was figuring it. So it's actually smart. Like I don't know what the conversion rate is or how they – quantify their rewards to i guess dollar dollar amounts or whatever because what i'm assuming is is that this is a push to have more people make purchases in the epic game store because i'm sure a person is more inclined to maybe make a purchase because in their head they're already saving because those reward points are applied to these purchases so maybe they are more inclined to make the purchases because in that there's the thought that you are actually saving so I think this might be just a directive to encourage people to do more purchases of buyer Epic. Yeah, and like thinking about it now, the I, I I buy or acquire a lot of V Bucks for my Fortnite to get my get my skins, but I do that through Xbox. So I would not be getting my uh, my Epic Awards cash back because I'm not buying them through the the PC storefront. Oh. So. I would not be seeing any return on investment there for my purchases for V-Bucks, but I'll just means I might have to finally use my PC to play games on to, to get my 5% back. But uh, we'll see. We'll, we'll see if there is some some real value here or if it is more of just a nice uh, you know sprinkling of sugar over the top of what they're doing to make people feel like they're getting some value from the Epic Game Store. But yeah, if, if you're already spending the money there and that is the ecosystem you're living in, and you're getting something back for it, like it's not costing you anything and you're getting more back than you were yesterday. So there's some positives there, but yeah, I'm very curious to know what the eligibility criteria are as far as the purchases or what you can use these Epic rewards on moving forward. Mm. Very interesting. Very interesting. And something else that's interesting that has uh, made the internet very mad, doesn't take much as you know, mm-hmm. Blizzard has decided to scrap Overwatch 2's PvE hero mode due to a lack of progress in its development. The executive producer, Jared Noose, explained that while the team had created exciting missions, new enemies and hero talents, the effort required to, del- to deliver a high quality PvE experience was immense and had no defined end date. The decision was made to focus on the live game and serving the players instead. The removal of the dedicated hero mode with talent trees and long-term talent power progression has disappointed many, many, many fans. (laughs) The internet is is on fire. They want to burn Overwatch 2 to the ground off the back of this. And, you know, like, it is disappointing. I had no, like, I've got no skin in the game in Overwatch 2 in general these days, but, like, it was kind of cool to know they had a new mode coming and now that it's cancelled you know it sucks but like you know it's it's not my decision i'm not the one at the back making or breaking this from a development cycle and yeah like the internet's mad now but they'll find something else to get mad about tomorrow but yeah it's it's a shame that we're not going to experience overwatch in a in a different way uh, anytime in the future i think the general um issue that a lot of people were having was that the, 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 it seems like what the general consensus is that, uh, that are angering most fans is that it was the single-player PvE that was the defining point on why they could say that this is Overwatch 2. Uh, that was the defining difference that, you know, that everyone kind of gave them the pass, I guess. But now that that's been essentially removed, a lot of people are saying then, like, it's Overwatch. Like, you, it really hasn't had much of a difference. So... I, like me personally, I was never going to play 
a PVE. Like, I barely play Overwatch as it is now, but I had no intention of really playing any kind of single player stuff. Like, if I, maybe I would have dabbled, but I definitely wouldn't have dedicated myself to it. So, but I am assuming that there are a lot of people that were waiting for it and looking forward to playing it. So, it's just interesting for them to just completely just outright and say, yeah, we've, like, it's, we've had to drop it. Like, it shows, I guess, either how bogged down this development cycle was, the fact that there was no defined end date the immensity that was this game that they were trying to put together just got too much. Like, you know, Blizzard, uh, they're, they're veterans of the game creation space. You know, they've made some of the greatest games of all time. And to think that a team of experts amongst Blizzard struggled to, to really quantify and make this game viable yeah. or this mode viable and they've parked it or, or cancel it is, uh, is very surprising to me. But... I guess it gets to the point too where you can only throw so much money at it during that development cycle and they've gone, you know what, this this is not viable. We've we've now hemorrhaged tens of millions of dollars. We're just going to park this, take the L and move on to making Overwatch 2 maybe its own thing because yeah, I think you nailed it there, Miss Hart, where you said that Overwatch 2 is really just Overwatch with a 2 on the end of it. Like there's nothing revolutionary about it and this single-player mode would have been a nice point of difference and now that ain't even coming. And plus they got rid of a team member. <laughs> no longer teams of six it's teams of five so uh yeah 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 so sorry out there overwatch two fans who were holding out hope that uh the hero mode was going to be the the uh the the next great step in the overwatch cycle uh i don't know what's what's happening in the future i don't know what else they've got on the roadmap as far as new modes and offshoots but for now it's just overwatch two with some other characters and a nice coat of paint Mm mm-hmm Next bit of news is also a little bit upsetting. Disney has reportedly completed an Alien vs. Predator anime series consisting of 10 episodes, but they have not yet released it. The series was produced by Joshua Izzo, the former licensing director at 20th Century Fox. He originally pitched the idea prior to Disney prior to their acquisition of the company and received approval from Jeffrey Godstick, who was the head of consumer products. They then brought in a director, rumored to be Shinji Aramaki, who worked on other anime projects such as Halo Legends, Starship Troopers, Appleseed, and Harlock Space Pirates. The series allegedly takes place after the events of Alien vs. Predator and Alien 4 or Alien Resurrection. It is expected to blend 2D animation with CGI following Aramaki's primary style. However, there is no further information about what Disney plans to well, what Disney plans to do with the anime or if they are going to choose to release it at all. So there is an 10 episode anime of Alien vs Predator in the can, finished, ready to release, just sitting there on the shelf and there has been no confirmation of if this will ever see the light of day. And this this makes my blood boil, Miss Hart. It's finished. It's ready to roll. People will consume this like no one's business, and yet it may never get released. Oh, that's ridiculous. Like, even if Disney is holding on to it or holding off, like, actually putting it out there because of whatever kind. Like, Disney, though, now with their purchases, the, the, with all the things that they've kind of, like, swallowed into the abyss that is their company, um, then they shouldn't – they're not necessarily against – um, hyper-violent things now, right? There's plenty no. of stuff that falls underneath it now. So Prey came out last year. Yeah. So, like, I'm, I'm just curious what would ever be their decision in not releasing it. I'm like, was it too violent? Is there something about it that they just don't want to be associated with their brand? But you would only assume that maybe then they could just put it up for sale and maybe someone else, like, buys it 
off them to you know stream or um, put out into the universe i'm sad because <laughs> the reference point of my two favorite movies <laughs> of alien and predator uh franchise is just it's been referenced here alien vs predator obviously my favorite movie and alien 4 which is also my favorite alien movie obviously controversial opinions but it is mine uh, so i want to see it the fact that it's been referenced in that timeline i was like i kind of I, I want some closure let's like line them all up I want to see it too because the the Alien vs Predator or the Alien or the Predator, like all the comics they've done over the years, there is so much awesome lore and so many stories and characters there that are phenomenal and so much better than a lot of the stuff they've done in the live action realm of Alien or Predator. So it's a shame that this thing is finished and it's just ready to be released. And yeah, Disney are just doing weird things like, I saw this week as well that they've, they're sort of pulling a lot of other shows and film from Disney Plus. And one of them was like the Willow TV series that only came out last year. Yes. And they're pulling it off Disney Plus already. Like, I haven't even watched it yet. I'm like, fuck, i got to watch this now because I love the original Willow film and I want to watch the show. But the show obviously got cancelled after season one. And now they're ripping it from, from streaming Isn't services anyway. That, like, yeah, that, like, I had no intention of watching Willow. But, like, there's a lot of people that have a soft spot for it. It obviously means a lot and they're growing up and then for the you know series to be produced i don't recall it doing well i don't recall yeah it 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 didn't do much numbers i think like i think it reviewed moderately well but like as far as the the downloads or the streams they were not there so that's what i'm wondering is this like some weird kind of costs thing or is it like is it like the disney vault like oh my god working in a dvd section with the disney vaulting of animated movies was a pain and it was but it was smart because if disney movies were in the vault the second that they came out of the vault people en masse would come out and buy it and you know consume it and do whatever but like i'm i'm wondering if that's what disney's now going to do with series maybe maybe just pull it it's 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 bizarre yeah so yeah it's 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 concerning because we are like a lot of people had been uh, kind of war- uh, warning people in this space where we were moving into streamable content, streamable entertainment. Obviously, with the music industry, we all started moving towards streaming and buying less buying physical uh, CDs and whatever. And a lot of people were warning about that. And then now we consume a lot of our uh, TV, movie, media through streaming services as well. And it removes that sense of ownership. So it's, yeah, you you purchase a subscription to streaming, but you don't have the access to everything, which I also, I guess, also kind of falls under like Game Pass and some of these gaming library subscriptions is mm. that, yes, you pay for the subscription, but you don't actually own anything and it can be taken away from you whatever time. So yeah, this is probably the first time we're probably really, really starting to see it um, on, on the TV, I guess. Yeah, you're, you're paying for the privilege of having access to this library that they can choose to add, remove... At any given time. Exactly. So, yeah, you're, you're just paying, paying to be there and uh, you get what you get and you don't get upset. But I'm very upset that Alien vs. Predator, the anime series, has not been announced as far as an official release. Let's start the campaign now. Let's get a, let's get a GoFundMe going. Let's get a, a petition thing. What are, what are those, like those crowdfunded, like online petitions? Let's, let's get it going. Oh, let's, God, let's yeah. march right now to our Parliament House or the White House, or whatever house we need to march to, to get this out there, to the Disney, to the Mickey Mouse house, I don't know. But let's get this going. Let's get Alien vs. Predator 
on Disney Plus because I want these 10 episodes and I want them yesterday. <laughs> even though you didn't want to watch them. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And I didn't even know that existed until yesterday. I wanted them though, subconsciously. I knew that this was out there. I could feel it in my waters and I want to see it because it would be perfect. <laughs> All right. The next, well, the last bit of news we're going to be tackling here, I have just titled Toasty. I don't know if that was any good, but uh, it's all you get. It's uh, 9.55 in the morning and the coffee is starting to wear down. So Warner Brothers Games and NetherRealm Studios have officially announced the rebooted version of Mortal Kombat 1 and it is set to be released on September the 19th. The game will be available on PlayStation 5, Xbox Series S slash X, Nintendo Switch, question mark, and PC. The announcement was made on the official website accompanied by a reveal trailer. Mortal Kombat 1 aims to introduce a revitalized Mortal Kombat universe created by the fire god Liu Kang. The game will feature reimagined versions of iconic characters, a new fighting system, various game modes, brutal finishing moves, and more. The current confirmed character list includes characters such as Liu Kang, Scorpion, Sub-Zero, Raiden, Kung Lao, Katana, Melina, Shang Tsung, John, uh, Shang Tsung, Johnny Cage, and more. The game will have a new story mode with other modes yet to also be revealed. Players who pre-order the premium edition for $199, that's US dollars, will gain early access on September the 14th, along with bonus content such as in-game currency, a Johnny Cage skin, early access to new playable characters, and cameo fighters. And that's cameo with the K to be in line with the Mortal Kombat wording. The collector's edition, also with a K, is valued at $249.99 US dollars and will offer additional items such as a Liu Kang sculpture, art prints, a steel case, and more. Yeah, a beta version will be available in August for those who pre-order on PlayStation and Xbox. And NetherRealm have also added plans to add cross-play and cross-progression sometime after the game's launch. So, Miss Hart, we were hypothesizing about Mortal Kombat 1 just last weekend mm. as far as the cameo characters in Peacemaker and Homelander, which have also been confirmed via some data leaks doing the rounds this week. Mm -hmm. But this trailer... Holy guacamole, is it gory? There is oh. people getting ripped in half and eyebrows, eyes getting popped and all kinds of things going on. It is a time. I was going to say, yeah, it's so pretty. And then you're like, gory? And I'm like, oh, yeah, I guess it was that too. Um, <laughs> it was gorgeous. It, both. it was absolutely gorgeous. And just yeah. seeing these characters that we grew up with and, like, seeing the character design as well, like um, – like seeing like Sub Zero just like in a more toned down OG kind of attire, and like it's so cool. Like I and like the 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 way that they did the trailer of these like character introductions and like mm -hmm. so we can kind of go like oh there's oh look look at that and then just that switch change to all the violence at the end. So it was like. Here's everyone that you know. This is how it looks. This is kind of what we're establishing. And violence. Um, it was great. I'm, I'm very, very excited uh, for this announcement, the trailer. And the pre-order, I just want to say, the the little statue that they have for the pre-order actually looks pretty good. It actually looks pretty it does decent. Look really so good. I'm, I'm I watched... Um I can't remember the, the art studio behind it, but I watched the whole process of that getting made this morning where they show it. Oh, yeah, the little the, video? The, the mock-up concepts to then getting it 3D printed to the painting. Like, it is a hella impressive statue, but 
for two forty nine ninety nine USD or like a million dollars Australian. You know, you've got to be a pretty pretty devout MK fan to be gobbling that one up. But yeah, I'm I'm hyped. I like that we've got a beta coming out a month before release, mm-hmm. and the applicable for those that pre order. Very sneaky there, Warner Brothers and Netherrealm. And if you buy the the sort of uh, the premium edition or above, getting access to the game five days early is also very cheeky and a little predatory. But you know, you've got to make your money somehow. Diablo did the it. The other one that I saw where I was like, hmm, Nintendo Switch? Like, is this thing mm. gonna gonna <laughs> run all right on that little that little handheld? Like, I have big doubts because there was no PlayStation 4, there was no Xbox um you know, there's no previous gen consoles announced. It was PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X slash S. So we're talking the the big powerful consoles and then the Nintendo Switch is like, um, I reckon that might get cancelled. I just keep on visualizing whenever they say that these really high quality uh, games are going to be put on the Nintendo Switch and it's just like sizzling and like catching on fire in people's hands. <laughs> um, but I... I this is always something that I always feel bad about when we kind of get into this uh, new generation console section where we're kind of like, hey, new games, just make them for the new consoles. Stop like spending time on trying to like make it work on the previous generation. It sucks um, because I also feel bad. I know what it's like growing up with only, you know, being able to afford whatever console you can get and then starting to see the tide move away from you just because of that. It's, it's horrible. Um, mm. But then... Yeah, I'm also a PC player as well, so I always want the best of the best. And although lately with the way games have been releasing, we're not even <laughs> getting that. Um, but I'm, I'm excited, and I I pre-order access uh, early access to games. Uh, you know, it's a little bit kind of cheeky, but I mean, what's what they're running out of incentives to get people to pre-order games nowadays. So if it means that people get access to it a little bit earlier to me, I just, I don't think that's so terrible. Like I said, Diablo did it. So, you know, you'll people who pre-order Diablo, I think they got a bit of kit and then they also got early access to beta and then they're obviously going to get, I think, early access to the game release as well. So, uh, you know. Pre-orders are definitely. It's, it's it, we know that pre- they studios and companies really depend on pre-orders, so they're going to do what they can to you know incentivize people to put their pre-orders in. So that's it. Like these pre-orders allow them to know how the game's tracking, what the temperature check is for the game leading up to release, what the hype level is. So I, I get it. I get it. It's just uh, yeah, it's become the new norm. I guess the pre-order carrot getting dangled to give you some early access and you know that's fine like it is it is a good reward and you do feel like it's pretty pretty elite been able to play a game before anyone else does or the majority does so it is kind of cool i'm keen as a bean for this because we don't have to wait too long september the 19th like it's not too far away we've got uh, also uh the new street fighter coming out next month obviously we've oh, yeah. been seeing a lot of tekken 8 uh, showcased as well as far as these continuous new character announcements and, and hype videos for each of the new characters making their way to Tekken 8 as well. So uh, yeah, we're in a bit of a purple patch as far as the, the big fighting IPs go. And yeah, this game looks stunning. I loved what you mentioned as far as these little character introductions, as far as the little little videos in, in, this, in the trailer itself. And yeah, it looks gorgeous. And then the 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 fatalities in it. Holy guacamole. <laughs> like when Liu Kang's dragons grabbed Shang Tsung and held him up by the arms and then Liu Kang jumped in the air and then like just dragon punched down through 
Shang Tsung's head and like split him in half and then all the way down to the ground and then it was just blood and viscera mm. on the impact. Like it was really, really cool. And I can only imagine how fucked up this game's going to be with some of the fatalities they're introducing yeah. because this game gets more and more brutal and more and more like like wincing when you when you play it because the the realism is just getting even better like the fact that the devs have to research how these injuries would impact the body in a real in a real way to know how the body's going to explode or break or bend or whatever is is really cool <laughs> so i feel for the devs having to probably watch a lot of real medical based footage and get an understanding of how the body breaks down but <laughs> It adds to a very, very, very realized and intense experience. There's a lot of great videos actually on YouTube, on like online of um, you know people in the medical field reacting to Mortal Kombat like scenes, and it's 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 a lot of fun, especially when they kind of watch it and make their comments and observations. It's always good to look at. So good, so good. But yeah, that that trailer was just it got me hyped, and also didn't even mention in the in the lead in there of, of that bit of news that uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme oh, is a yeah, confirmed James. character to the roster as well. So JCVD making his way to Mortal Kombat. I'm hoping we get skin variations of him as Guile, as Universal Soldier, as Time Cop, as, you know, Bloodsport, as, as all his... All his like big IP. I'd love a few different skins where he's wearing the outfits from from the films that he's uh, most known in. So I'm keen. I think the general um, discussion is that Johnny Cage is going to be styled after Jean uh, Jean Claude Van Damme. Ah, so. well, <laughs> damn it! I wanted hard target Jean Claude Van Damme with the mullet and his snake punching awesomeness, but guess gotta wait. Yeah, maybe they'll add it. You never know. I hope so. Hope so. Maybe a double team collab. And we have Dennis Rodman in the game as well. And they can fight together. <laughs> but yeah, it is all happening in the fighting game realm. And um, other characters making awesome collaborations ties directly into our next little segment. Tweet of the week. This tweet comes via way of at Dead by Daylight. And the tweet reads, Is the performance of a lifetime. Dead by Daylight, Nicolas Cage. Coming to a realm near you. Learn more on July the 5th. And we got like a 40-second teaser trailer there and we get Nick Cage walking or just appearing in front of the camera in all Nick Cage greatness. And, uh, yeah, he's making his way to Dead by Daylight. Uh, fans of Cage around the world were rejoicing. The internet was very excited to have more Nicolas Cage greatness. Mm -hmm. And as the resident Nick Cage superfan here, Miss Hart, how are you feeling about Nicolas Cage making his way to Dead by Daylight. Is it going to incentivize you enough to jump into the game? Yeah, I guess I have to play Dead by Daylight. I don't know how the structure is with content for Dead by Daylight. I don't know if um, like when you get these kind of characters and skins or whatever they call it in that uh, franchise, because uh, I think Nicolas Cage is playing a survivor, so that means you, you'll be Nicolas Cage running around trying to escape. Um, shout out to everyone who thought he was going to be one of the killers, one of the bad guys. That would have been hilarious either way. Uh, so yeah, I might have to load up Dead by Daylight. I don't even know if I own it, um, but <laughs> I, I feel like this is probably just something I at least need to have just in case because it's ridiculous. And he looks great. They've done a really great job actually, um, putting him into the game. So this is, this is hilarious. And everyone, everyone, I, maybe it's just the community. I don't know what it is, but a lot of people are a little wound up and are taking things a little too serious. Just lighten up, okay? Like, this is fun. This is great. Um, 
it's just yeah it's it's a little cheeky and i always loved it like we just talked about mortal kombat and you know all the stuff that they're bringing in that game i think gaming isn't so serious enjoy these little moments because they're great the the concept or the the lore of dead by daylight probably is not very deep at the best of times anyway like trying to justify where all these killers and, and monsters from all kinds of horror ip come together to chase these survivors like come on like Nicolas Cage jumping into this game is not going to break the immersion by any stretch, but I'm hoping he lends his vocal talents to the to the character as well. And as you're running around as the Nicolas Cage survivor skin, he drops some bangers. That's that's my hope. Just like working on a machine, talking about how he can eat a peach for hours. <laughs> I hope that. And there's also like when he's attattacking and he's like, let's, you know, let's roll. Oh. you're my hummingbird. <laughs> Put the bunny back in the box. <laughs> as well all right i'm hoping i'm hoping we get some some fantastic yeah vocal vocal lines from from nicholas cage coming to a realm near you but yeah more of this let's let's just get all the absurd crossovers happening in some of these ip like it's it's great because it's awesome to talk about it's great nostalgic touchstones and it just sort of can revitalize some of these ips as well mm. yeah but uh, Nicolas Cage coming to Dead by Daylight with more information to follow on Put July him in 5th. Fortnite, damn it. Yes. <laughs> and I just realized, I'm like, hang on, there's somewhere where he can be. Put him in the thing now that I play a little too much. Maybe maybe this is like the, obviously, Nicolas Cage is in everything these days on the small and the big screen, but maybe this is his transition into the virtual realm and we'll see him in more video games because, yeah, he needs to be everywhere. He's he's a national treasure. He really is. Unintended. <laughs> all right let's uh let's sort of speed things up here i know we've got that announcement coming on july the 5th as far as what's happening with nicholas cage and dead by daylight but if you don't want to wait that long and you want some new content coming your way do not worry we got you covered new releases and events as far as things dropping in the next seven days on the small screen prehistoric planet Season 2 is making its way to Apple TV Plus this week. I'm very excited for this. I was hyped for Prehistoric Planet, the first series, but it ended very abruptly. Mm. I'm like, oh, is that it? Mm. And lo and behold, this is the reason why. I guess they've split it into two and we get the second uh, experience of uh, dinosaurs and prehistoric creatures coming our way to Apple TV Plus. We've also got Platonic Season 1 making its way to Apple TV Plus this week as well. Films making their way to the big screen here in the ANZs. Renfield and The Little Mermaid, the live-action adaptation, making its way to the cinemas this week. I've already watched Renfield. I enjoyed it. I thought it was pretty good on the Nicolas Cage front. I wanted more Nicolas Cage in Renfield, Mm. but I had a good time with Renfield overall. That was the general consensus that I read about it, which has kind of made me kind of divert and not watch it so much as a lot of people are like, yeah, he's not there a lot, but when he is, he's doing great. So I'm like, "Mm, I'll wait till that one hits the TV, I guess, the streaming. Yeah. You never have to concern yourself with the commitment levels of Nicolas Cage in anything he does. Really? When he's on the screen, he is phenomenal. And it's funny, but there is some surprisingly high amounts of gore in some scenes, which uh, was great, but it also took me by surprise a few times because it is a bit more lighthearted, a bit black comedy. And then it's like, holy fuck, that just happened? What? <laughs> but yeah, if uh, if you want to sort of go out and in, enjoy yourself for 90 minutes and, and appreciate the mythos behind Nicolas Cage and also Dracula, check out Redfield this week in the cinemas. As far as games coming out this week, we've got Inkbound, After Us, Amnesia, The Bunker, Bread and Fred, Convergence, A League of Legends Story, Farming Simulator 2023, 
Miasma Chronicles, Planet of Lana, Star Trek Resurgence, Hello Neighbor, Search and Rescue, Marquette, The Case of the Golden Idol, and The Lord of the Rings Gollum, all coming out this week. Gollum game came out, did it? Holy moly. Yeah, it is here. I'm very curious to see how it reviews because uh, the more I watch and the more I see about it, the less excited I get. But you know what? More Lord of the Rings content isn't always a bad thing until it is, I guess. <laughs> uh, no no horse in this race. But plenty of, plenty of diverse titles there to sink your teeth and your fingers into there, depending on what you're looking for in the next seven days. Mm. But Miss Hart, that brings us to the end of another episode of THG. Anything else you wanted to mention or shout out before we get on out of here for another week? Yeah, full confession. I'm actually all about the uh, Five Nights at Freddy's movie. The trailer came out, was it this week or maybe it was the previous week? It was week. this week, yeah. But yeah, I like I watched it and I'm like, I, I kind of like, I actually, I just, the way I approached my husband, like, hey, um, would you want to see the surprise? <laughs> <laughs> like, I felt like a little embarrassed, like, to ask. And he was like, yeah, totally. Let's, we'll watch it. It's coming out in October, so it's still got some time. But I was like, kind of like, thanks to like MadPat and all the people online that have kind of done all the law stuff that which I've ingested. Um, I'm like, yeah, I, I think I want to watch the movie, regardless whether I like it or not. I kind of feel like I just want to see it just because. So. The trailer did look surprisingly good. Like, I've yeah. played some Five Nights at Freddy's. I think if you've played one instance, you've played all of them. Like, you know the gist, you know the concept. And the movie, yeah, it doesn't look half bad. It looks like it's going to be creepy and unsettling, a bit gory, a bit funny, a bit silly. Mm. But because I, I watched... Did you ever watch... Did you watch Willy's Wonderland last no, year? No, no, I haven't yet. No. That's the hard part I had from disconnecting myself from that with... Nicolas Cage, who we just can't escape this episode, and Five no Nights at Freddy's. Yeah. So at least by the time this movie comes out, it's probably a year since I've watched Willy's Wonderland and I'll be less thinking about that world and thinking instead about Five Nights at Freddy's. But yeah, I'm keen to see this in October because it looks like it's just going to be absurdly good, creepy fun. Yeah, yeah. It's going to probably have a little bit of tackiness to it. Just avoid the fan base. If anyone, like, is interested, like, watch the videos. Just avoid the fan base because oh, it's pretty bad what I've seen out there. So, but, yeah, I just – I throw that into the universe of, like, the gaming space and probably something a little less likely to hear from me. But, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm for it. I, I look forward to seeing it in the cinema. It looks like it's going to be a good time. Mm. And that's all you want. Like if you go in the in the cinemas, as long as you can walk out going, you know what? I had a I enjoyed this ninety minutes. Was the movie an Oscar winner? Maybe not, but if you can walk out of there smiling or have a cool talking point about a gory kill or a weird moment, then then that's a win for me. Mm. Yeah, but check out the trailer if you haven't already, because yeah, it was very very well done. It feels like it was very on brand to the Five Nights at Freddy's universe, but like you just said, Ali, the. Uh, the, the fan base might think completely otherwise. The the Five Nights at Freddy's purists could be Ooh, all out there yeah. with pitchforks and, and torches ready to lynch everybody. But, like, it's another yeah, game. Like, how 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 in-depth can you get with a franchise like that? Or is that a silly question and you really well, can't? And, well, with that franchise, I don't want to get into it. It's the end of the episode. I've, <laughs> I've opened a uh, can of worms here. But, like, unfortunately, the franchise, like, there's the game and what the game presents you. And then there's all the people, like, all the fan base and the lore and all the story that they kind of create that either is canon or not canon or not confirmed. And it's just, it's a mess. It's a mess. And so there's a lot of stuff that they believe it should be and then other things like that. Yeah. But you know like 
it's a fan base. Fan bases are always going to have the good and they're going to always have the bad. It doesn't matter. This movie has Matthew Lillard in it, so it's going to be great. Yeah, he's fantastic. And yeah. stop gatekeeping people's fun. Like, people can enjoy the trailer, they can enjoy the game or the movie or whatever it is. It looks fun. Check out the trailer. It looks like it's going to be hoot later this year. But, yeah, uh, yeah that brings us to the end of another episode of THG for another week. Thanks, as always, for stopping on by, you bunch of sexy legends. But until next time... Much love. And stay hungry. You've been listening to The Hungry Gamers, one of many gaming and geek culture-related podcasts from the 8-Bit Collective over on 8bit.net. Check out more episodes on your podcast service of choice. And while you're there, please be sure to rate and subscribe. Until next time, boys and girls, stay hungry. Stay hungry.